You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris O'Brien is on special assignment. He has to work extra today after taking a trip out of town the last week. So since Chris isn't here, we've called upon our friend, forum moderator, and occasional guest co-host, Gogs Mackay, to join us from his palatial estate deep in the caverns in Scotland, right? Yeah, right, yeah. That's me. You're in a cavern. Kind of, five floors up. What's a reverse cavern, then? A a two-bedroom cavern. Oh, a two-bedroom cavern, okay. But it's a reverse cavern because... It's upstairs rather than below the surface. We like to do things a bit differently here. Okay, well, that's okay. I'm glad. Thinking different is good. Now, I should tell our listeners that I just made this arrangement as we're doing the show for next week's episode of the PowerCast. And we don't normally do that, you know? We don't normally have the opportunity to book a guest so far in advance. We kind of get these guests ready pretty quickly. I had communication from Leslie Kane, who, of course, is a longtime investigative reporter and an author of a UFO book, who is now part of a group called UFO Data. And UFO Data is a project to set up a number of testing stations around the world to see if they can detect UFO activity. So among the participants are Mark Rodiger, who is the an official with the J. Allen Hynek Center for UFO Studies, and Leslie Kane. And they will both be on the Paracast this coming week. We're going to focus, obviously, on solid UFO research, a way to measure, if possible, what's going on, which is a healthy change because there have been so many debates about UFOs over the years, some very emotional, that just doing the plain science is great. Have you read much about UFO data yet, Gogs? Um, I've read a little, um, just really on, on the forums. Uh, I count myself as a fan of uh, Leslie Kane, at least. Um, I I bought her book. Um, I've heard Mark on other shows as well. Um, I'm I'm again I'm for anything that is data data collection to do with UFOs. We just, for whatever reason, I know we can go into it and we can debate forever as to reasons why academia and the mainstream science doesn't take UFOs seriously or certainly not publicly take them seriously. And anything, any effort to kind of do it properly by the book write papers, that kind of thing. In terms of getting us accepted by mainstream science, I don't think it can do any harm. And it's certainly a million miles away from the woo-woo crowd and abductions and that kind of stuff, which is going to turn a lot of people off. And nice segue into abductions, of course. Now, I remember here at one of the International UFO Congress events, in Arizona. It's held in Fountain Hills near Phoenix. There was a story about it, and the story tried to imply this was a place for those who feel they were abducted by UFOs to kind of commiserate with each other, which had very little to do with what the event was about. Not that UFO abductions were not discussed, but they had this crazy impression that that was what it was all about. Now, abductions is a pretty squirrely kind of subject when you get into it. 
because you have people who claim to have been taken out of their bedrooms or kidnapped along a country road at night, and they meet up with either nice aliens, although they seem to give them painful examinations, but nonetheless, they consider them nice aliens and they like them, or nasty aliens who want to force them to help create a hybrid race. And the latter category is Dr. David Jacobs, who was on the Paracast just a few weeks ago. That show has received more polarized reaction than any episode of the Paracast, I'd say, in the last several years. Now, Jacobs and his former partner, the late Bud Hopkins, were on the Paracast in 2010. But in 2015, as soon as we announced it, in response to listeners who wrote messages in our forums saying, have him on, we had people saying, don't put him on. How can you put him on? Do you know what he is? Because he had some kind of dust up with one of his former test subjects. In any case, we had such a reaction back and forth that some people even said they would no longer subscribe to the Powercast Plus, our premium service, as a result of having a guest they didn't like on the show. Now, unfortunately, I hope that people who make decisions like that would realize that we have all sorts of guests through the years. Some you might like, some you might not like. But we'd rather hope that you don't go on strike because we get one guest that you don't like. What do you think, God? Well, Gene, I mean, for someone to say that, you know, they're going to stop listening to the show, stop subscribing over one episode, regardless of who's on it, who the person is, to me, that just speaks volumes about the emotion. Uh, it just goes towards the kind of people who are true believers in either direction in that this, this stuff matters so much to them, to their soul, like a religion, that if you've got a guy from the other side of the equation, then you're with them. You're the enemy. You can't be my friend. I can't listen to you. It's just way too much emotion over. I just don't get that cut up over any guest. You get good shows, you get bad shows, you get interesting guests, you get guests you don't want to hear again. But at the end of the day, they're just guests on a show. There's just no need to take it that seriously. And even though I love the subject of UFOs, and I am interested in what Dr. David Jacobs has to say on the matter, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it either way. And I was just thinking as you were talking there about this whole, I've said before on the show, my problem mainly with alien abductions is not so much the idea of it, it's it's the supposed numbers, you know, that it's supposed to be even in the millions in the United States alone. So how about this? If we usually say, what, 2 to 5% or so of reported UFO sightings may actually be quite unexplained and interesting... Well, how about if we say that 2 to 5% of reported alien abductions, maybe they're the only ones that have even got possibility of actually being something interesting. Because I, if I follow, follow this logical thought process, start with, are there strange objects in the sky that appear to be constructed craft or whatever that are not ours? Yes. Okay, going on from there, Somebody must be behind them. Somebody must be controlling them. So if they're here, is it possible they may take an interest in the one supposedly intelligent uh, life form on the planet, the one that's going into space, who's making structures you can see from a great distance? 
Could they be interested in that life form? Yes, I think so. So just going through all these logical steps, you know, I can see that alien abduction might happen. But I just I just can't yet go anywhere near as far as David Jacobs. You know, he, you know what he's basically saying is it's just almost like tomorrow they're all going to come out. It's all going to be revealed. We'll be under alien martial law because that's the kind of numbers he's on about and that's the kind of seriousness he's on about in terms of, well, they've got hybrids that are now being taught by other abductees to how to live, how to behave in civil society. You know, it's kind of like here, it bothers me, is we've got an alien abduction hybrid school. You know, we set up an educational program for hybrid aliens to teach them how to do things. I think the concept is frankly absurd because if they are brought up from childhood to live amongst us, why can't they just go to our schools? It doesn't make sense. Let's instead worrying about alien abductions, let's go to Mars, shall we? Let's go to Mars this week. Forget about abductions unless Martians are abducting us. And for that, we have Dr. John Brandenburg, and he is a veteran plasma physicist entering treacherous waters about what might be happening at Mars and wars to come this coming week from NASA. So things that we talk about today may be supplanted or enhanced by that development. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. Guest co-host is Gogs Mackay. Dr. John Brandenburg coming up. You're in the podcast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. First game attack of the rockoids and it was a critically acclaimed success and now there is the coming of the protectors a former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the earth this is gripping science fiction of the classic kind attack of the rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s.com Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have Dr. John Brandenburg joining us. He is a senior plasma physicist, which means he's the kind of scientist who's got really, really extensive credentials. And in this particular case, though, I guess he's taking himself out of his general comfort zone, but we'll get into that briefly for people who haven't heard Dr. Brandenburg in the past on the Paracast. But first, let me tell you something. We have our special premium package for the show called the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. Quickly, we offer the ad-free version of this show, free of 41 minutes of network ads. We offer the after the Paracast podcast, which, if you say it five times real fast, is real difficult. We're now offering, thank you. We're now offering, that's the first laugh I've had in a year, now offering some transcripts for shows. People have asked us, hey, can you do a transcript of the show? Well, it's not easy. A couple of three hours on the air coming up with an accurate transcript. But one of our members of our forums has been doing it. We've got two transcripts on there right now of the John Keel tribute and the Jim Mosley tribute. You'll find that is simple sign-up instructions at plus.theparacast.com. As of November 16th, we increase the prices. So if you subscribe now, ahead of that deadline, you lock in your price. So as long as your membership renews, it will stay at the old price. That's the system. We can't increase your price once your membership's in place. It's only when you fail to renew because your charge doesn't go through or something that it goes up. So this is a good time to get that price locked in. 
Dr. Brandenburg, just very quickly, because we always have listeners who've never heard the show before or don't listen every week, which is unfortunate, but seriously speaking, <laughs> the question yeah. here I have is how does a senior plasma physicist get wrapped up in finding out what's happening on Mars? Yeah, well, that is a, that is a very good question. I mean, I started out in this investigation as a freshly minted PhD back in 1984. Um, I had uh, gone to school to study uh, controlled thermonuclear fusion, the secret to uh, a much cleaner, safer form of nuclear energy for the future. And I worked on both, uh, I worked primarily on magnetic fusion, which is like, you know, the big tokamak. And I also worked on laser fusion, which is compressing pellets uh, of hydrogen and making a miniature hydrogen bomb. Now, in the process of that, I, I learned a lot about hydrogen bomb physics because it's essential if you're going to do laser fusion. So I came out of the graduate school experience, which was done at a, a big government laboratory, Lawrence Livermore National Lab, great place. I came out of there with a very broad background, not only in plasma physics, which is basically electricity and magnetism, electrodynamics, but also in nuclear physics. So I was then at another lab. I went to another government lab to work on directed energy weapons for the government. Uh, I couldn't get a job. They cut back on um, fusion energy research. Uh, we were getting too close. We were making too much progress, <laughs> as it turns out. And I described this all in my book, Death on Mars. But I ended up at another government lab in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Sandia National Labs. And this was a big transition for me because Orange um, Lomo National Lab had been run by the University of California. And it was very much like a university campus. And, um, you know, physics was the focus. Of course, there were political battles about this or that, but physics was the focus. At Sandia Labs, I was in an unfortunate situation where um, I found that politics uh, somewhat, somehow was getting in the way of uh, progress on the project I was working on, and I managed to push it ahead anyway. But I was, um, I was a little, I was at a kind of point of disillusionment. Also, the Cold War was in its uh, iciest depths then, and it was then that I heard about this face on Mars business, um, the work of DiPietro and Molinar, who had um, found two pictures of the face on Mars and enhanced them uh, using the raw data. And they'd also found a pyramid five kilometers away. So I myself thought, and I had a, um, a three-year-old daughter at the time, and I thought, oh, this could end the Cold War and get us working on positive stuff again. If we discover a dead civilization on Mars, the, both the Russians and the Americans would drop everything and collaborate to get to Mars. And uh, this is, in fact, what Carl Sagan urged. And this is right after the nuclear winter, by the way, which also involved Mars. A dust storm on Mars showed that the United States in the United States, the Soviet Union would survive a nuclear war because the nuclear winter afterwards would kill more people than the actual uh, fallout and explosions. So I became involved in this um, somewhat reluctantly. As you say, uh, Gene, I was pushed way out of my comfort zone on this thing. I thought, um, what am I doing? But 
um, when you find yourself part of an army marching over a cliff, it seems like, uh, marching towards a, a thermonuclear war, uh, you feel like somebody should do something. Um, and so I felt that uh, if we could investigate this thing on Mars, it might, uh, it might uh, prevent a nuclear war. Okay, and now so obviously we haven't had the nuclear war yet. Uh, well, we've, Vince DePietro and I have congratulated each other several times, <laughs> usually after a few beers. That uh, Oh, yes, and we stopped, uh, we ended the Cold War with our, uh, our uh, you know, research. But what happened was um, Ike Hoagland had organized a group of scientists and engineers to basically investigate and uh, verify Capitro uh, Molinar's work. It was called the Independent Mars Investigation Team. And um, we used a very early form of the Internet. We all had uh, phone modems, you know, with terminals. Oh, I remember what those were. I had such a thing. Oh, that, oh, it's fantastic. And my little daughter discovered if I ignored her, she could come up and scream at me, and it would make gibberish on the... <laughs> It would be picked up by the phone modem as gibberish. <laughs> so I discovered very quickly I had to um, give her a hug when she came by asking for attention while I was working on this thing. So we, were, we, we would labor long into the night typing away, and um, it, was, it was a little bit like being involved in, uh, you know, um, the Hobbit, you know, suddenly you're you're just a Hobbit minding his own business, and suddenly a bunch of dwarves and a wizard descends on you one night and says, uh, "We want you to join this big adventure." And so uh, we very quickly, though, found uh, they got the tapes of the um, images, and we very quickly were able to verify that Peter Molinar had done really good work. There was this face, and there were multiple images. And I brought my scientific training to this. Um, some of the other um, people were more, uh, hadn't been involved in kind of cutting-edge research. I had been. And um, I was able to bring my kind of sense of, well, how do you organize cutting-edge research? Let's talk about the cutting-edge research as it relates to Mars and more with Dr. John Brandenburg. With Gene Steinberg and Gogs Mackay, you're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937.
sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the Sacro Wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the Sacro Wedgie. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. This is Sharon Hunt. Before using Heart and Body Extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic. But after taking Heart and Body Extract, my energy level has improved greatly, and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, Heart and Body Extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. Seventy, author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. We've got Gogs Mackay on the show this week. We're talking to Dr. John Brandenburg. And of course, in the past, we've talked about his book, Death on Mars, The Discovery of a Planetary Nuclear Massacre. Now he's kind of, we're going to move through this very quickly here, John, talking about his early research. Now, Right. Where did that go? Where did that take us? Is this what ended up with this book? Uh, well, we, 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 the first question was, are the pictures really authentic? We verified, yes, they were authentic. They showed everything that DePietro Molinar suggested. We also found every other possible picture that we could in the files. 
of the images, even if from far away, because both images were taken in the afternoon. We wanted an image that was taken in the morning to light up the other side of the face. And we found them. We found two. And even though they were not as uh, high a resolution, uh, the face was like 10 pixels across in the picture, they showed that the right-left symmetry was quite strong. And we also asked the question, okay, how do, if let's assume this is a dead civilization we're looking at. Was Mars ever capable of supporting such a civilization? And we discovered, yes, there was a lot of evidence that Mars used to have a much denser Earth-like atmosphere. This face had actually been at a basically a coastal city. So anyway, Gene, we, we made remarkable scientific progress, and then we headed off to, um, it was at my suggestion, we headed off to the Case for Mars 2 conference and presented a paper showing our investigation. And, uh, you know, everyone was on the author list. We got a lot of good attention. We had crowds standing in front of our, uh, our poster. We showed all the pictures, and then we would give a 20-minute summary. I got to give the summary. There was a person next to us at the paper next to us who got, was very angry and would try and shout over me. And his name was Mike Malin. He was uh, advertising his new camera that he wanted to send to Mars. You must remember that in 1984, Mars had been declared dead, and all the research money and interest was moving off to the outer planets, Jupiter, Europa, Titan, things like that. So the Mars case for Mars people were actually trying to resuscitate the Mars program. Uh, one of the people who came to our talk was a guy named Hal Mazursky, he then came down to Sandia Labs and gave a talk, and I went out to lunch with him, and he said, you know, we didn't know what to think about your pictures, but we really liked your Mars ocean. Why don't you give a paper just on the Mars ocean at some scientific conference? And I ended up uh, leaving Sandia Labs, partly because uh, I helped save the project I was on, and this embarrassed the senior, <laughs> senior person on the project who was very mad at me. <laughs> Hi, it's Gogs here, John. I just want to jump back a bit a minute um, to get this right. So that basically it was because you saw supposed artificiality in the face on Mars, that was kind of what set the ball rolling and you were looking backwards yes, to think if there was a, you know, there had to be a civilization in the past and if there had to be a civilization there, there probably had to be a breathable atmosphere, water. It had and to be Earth-like, basically Earth-like conditions. Yes. I was just going to go specifically, do you have any knowledge to do with them? Um, I've heard that, um, you know, mathematical analysis programs have been done just merely looking uh, in the cold light of a computer just to see when you can uh, uh, analyze a picture and you just ask the picture, the computer to look for natural things and what might be artificial things. I've heard that the face stars in that region just scores very highly on art. Yes, they do. The algorithms are basically just putting into a mathematical formalism what the human eye brain uh, already does. The human eye brain looks for symmetries. It looks for straight lines. It looks for anything that looks like a face. Look, finding faces in the jungle clutter when uh, <laughs> we're talking about when we lived in the jungle in the past, our ancestors, 
there were two things that were really good to spot. One was a human face, especially if it was wearing war, point, war paint through the woods. The other one was a straight line, meaning a spear or an arrow coming straight at you. Uh, people who were able to recognize these things very quickly lived a long time and fathered many children and thus contributed to the gene pool. People who couldn't recognize these things uh, were winnowed out of the uh, gene pool very quickly. So, yes, computer pro algorithms have been employed by the military to spot artificial structures, even in, under camouflage by using image processing. And Mark Collado applied those to Cydonia, finding that they scored very highly. In other words, anyone flying overhead on Mars with these kinds of algorithms would immediately pick up on these objects. I had gotten two things at Sandia Labs. I had managed to help advance uh, this Mars investigation. We found strong evidence that Mars was Earth-like in the past, strong evidence that this was, in fact, archaeology. We also found uh, another site, which we called the Utopia site, which has now been renamed by uh, NASA, Galaxius Chaos, very colorful name, where there are at least one face that is a facsimile of the face in Cydonia. And we now have new pictures of that confirming that it is a face. Regarding the mm -hmm. face on Mars, officially this is not accepted as a reality. Oh, no. Well, it's considered um, uh, an infernal nuisance to people who want to just conduct a nice geologic investigation of Mars, looking at interesting rocks. Um, they're convinced uh, this is what's called pareidolia, which is pareidolia, which is finding significant patterns in really random da data, you know, like finding a horse shape in the clouds, etc. So it's However, like an optical illusion is what they're saying. Yeah, this is, this is an optical illusion. However, we've, we've, uh, we have many new pictures. The face on, on Cydonia is probably the most photographed object on Mars. We have many new pictures. We found it's completely symmetric. It is a. It looks like a piece of eroded archaeology, and we've even found a, what looks like brickwork on part of it, and head ornaments, nostrils in the nose, etc. One thing I learned, by the way, at Sandia Labs, I was a freshly, I was a fresh uh, young man, just out of uh, graduate school with a shiny new PhD, ready to prove to the world I was the best physicist on Earth. He's also learned that science is, uh, like professional basketball, is not supposed to be a contact sport. Um, I found that science, uh, even though it's not supposed to be a contact sport, uh, is that passion, personalities, and politics enter into, enter into science, especially when there's a large amount of money involved. So part of what is going on is we're seeing... In the debates over Mars, we are seeing the tension between Pasadena and Houston. Pasadena wants to keep Mars as a place where they can keep doing nice, careful academic investigations of various, you know, whether they're finding granite on Mars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Houston wants to send people there to advance um, the... Um, human progress in space, to make a spacefaring. So we have essentially the fight between academic robotic science and basically heroic explorer-type science. 
Like in the movie The Martian with Matt Damon, which is so popular. John, we have to break in a moment. Let me let me just ask this. Okay. Let's move this along here. So we have these two factions. And the thing I want to ask you also about the Mars probes, and this may be significant because we consider how are those probes capable of finding evidence of life. And the problem here is that these probes are designed not to look for biological samples if they exist, but to look for rocks. And we're going to go into this in our next segment in more detail because of what's happened with Mars exploration in recent months and the coming week. We have Dr. John Brandenburg. We're exploring Mars with Gene Steinberg and Gogs Mackay. You're in the podcast. All right. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Conspiracy Journal is your number one source for the hidden world of the weird and strange. We bring you thought-provoking and controversial material for free-thinking individuals who are seeking what is really going on in our world today. Some of this material may adversely affect you. Other pieces are meant to enlighten Either way, be prepared to be intrigued by such things as the reality of UFOs, ghosts, strange creatures from time and space, hidden conspiracies, time travel, Nikola Tesla, suppressed technology, and a whole lot more. You can find out more by visiting our website at conspiracyjournal.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter sent directly to your email address. Find out what they don't want you to know. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, I'm Rick Osick with Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies? That's why we support the March of Dimes in the fight against premature birth. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment programs, and outreach to help moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Learn how you can help save babies' lives at marchofdimes.org. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. 
ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Dr. John Brandenburg with Gene Steinberg and Goggs McKay. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. So the question I posed at the end of our last segment, John, is that we have this problem here where we all would love to see if there was life on Mars. But the probes we sent by the scientists were just rock collectors, right? Oh, uh, yeah, and it's a, it's a kind of a Gordian knot. Jet Propulsion Lab does not want to send uh, life sensors to Mars because if they found life, and this is a quote from um, a retired person from JPL, uh, said that the management at JPL had told him that we know, quote, we know that if we find anything exciting on Mars, the astronauts will come with their big rockets and take Mars away from us. <laughs> so it is a big Unquote. turf war. <laughs> it's a turf war. We're talking real estate. Gene, if you were in charge of the planet Mars and some Yahoo astronauts wanted to come take it away from you, wouldn't you be upset? I mean, the idea of astronauts tromping all over your pristine um, scientific laboratory Hi, yeah, this sounds quite like to me when you hear about a construction crew maybe in somewhere like Nevada and they stumble across a Native American burial site or it might be one and they know they've got to stop construction then. And, you know, so you'll get one side that's saying it's definitely a burial site and the other side, no, it's not because of these two competing interests. Absolutely correct. That is a wonderful analogy. Uh, that's uh, all. Yeah. Sorry, John, carry on. Yeah, that, I just wanted to make that analogy. No, that's a very good analogy. It is inconvenient to find a dead civilization on Mars for certain factions in the scientific community, or life for that matter. Uh, it uh, gums up the whole works. So uh, basically so- here, we want to think here that Mars has to be a dead world because from a point of politics, which is what this is about, yes. from research, politics, scientific politics, whatever you want to say, if we find something that brings humans to Mars, that's verboten because it takes away their 
income and takes away their grants. They don't want it. They don't want to oh, look exactly. for life on Mars because the implications are unfortunately injurious to their jobs. We're talking about the tobacco industry setting up the Tobacco Institute <laughs> to to make sure that uh, evidence of uh, you know can link between cancer and tobacco is waters are muddied. So, however, they still keep producing data, and uh, they've given us very good data, um, and they've tried very hard to convince the mainstream scientific community that these pictures mean nothing. But we keep, um, we're very persistent. I liken this debate to the continental drift debate, where people began by saying, it looks like... Um, South America and Africa fit together. <laughs> and people said, nonsense. <laughs> that can't possibly be true. And it was basically based on just looking at a globe and seeing that uh, it was pattern recognition. So if, was, if there's so much politics in scientific research. Oh, oh, absolutely. You have to have a the person, the, the height of a rhinoceros and a personality to match to really make great discoveries and move science ahead. Okay, so you're a rhinoceros, right? I, I am. <laughs> and uh, I'm uh, half Viking, and uh, I love a good scientific fight, especially if there's plenty of data to argue from. Okay, and so this so, is part of our problem. But now, despite sending a probe there, a Mars rover that is looking for rocks, doesn't care about life, we get this report just some weeks back that we have the remnants of some water over there. That there is flowing yeah, water on Mars. Now, was that just an accidental development? Because that seems to argue in the face of this kind of probe. Uh, well, one thing I will say about JPL, uh, despite them taking a very firm position that there's no life on Mars and Mars is a dead world, you know, ripe for robotic investigation, they have been reporting a stream of findings. They've done very good work, both engineering and uh, scientific work, and it all supports the idea that Mars used to be Earth-like, with abundant flowing and standing water. So this and is just like water, the Dead life. Seas, the Dead Seas of Barsoom, envisioned by Edgar Rice Burroughs. So Edgar Rice Burroughs was right, except that he depicted a present-day Martian civilization and not one that existed millions of years ago. Are we thinking then that if there was a civilization, I want more specifics about what we okay. know about now, that this happened millions of years ago, it wasn't something that happened yesterday? Yes. But basically, we have enough evidence, enough data to say that Mars was like Earth until about half a billion to a quarter billion years ago. Now, that's a long time ago. That's before the dinosaurs. But does that mean here that there was time so for... That whatever happened on Mars happened before there were any humans. Now, now if, if evolution took the same pace here and on Mars, would that mean all the action happened before they could develop an intelligent race uh, of oh, beings? Gene, that's, a, that's an excellent question. We have evidence now that life began on Earth almost immediately. They've found in rocks less than uh, um, 
less than 400 million years old evidence for life on Earth. Basically, as soon as there was a liquid ocean on Earth, there was life in it. Yes, on but the Mars, point I'm making here, John, for, John, the point I'm making yes. here, though, is that on Mars, being that the atmosphere did not last as long as it does on Earth, oh. the progress would be less. Therefore, wouldn't that argue against the possibility oh, oh. of an intelligent oh, spacefaring race? I was just starting my argument, Gene. You got to, scientists are a little long winded sometimes. I'll cut to the chase. Basically, Mars had a head start on Earth, ah. apparently. It assembled quicker, uh, it cooled off quicker. And apparently life, it had uh, what we would call Earth-like conditions much earlier than Earth did. Earth was a hothouse steam room for billions of years. Only primitive bacteria could live here. But on Mars, the atmosphere cooled, cleared off, and you started evolution probably half a billion years before Earth that happened on Earth. And also you must remember... That most of so the Mars evolution on Earth happened in, in half a billion years, not not four billion years like people think. All right, so you're saying here since Mars developed more quickly. Yes, it had a head start on Earth. Because but how do you know that? How do you make that supposition? Well, for one thing, Earth is uh, Mars is, is only one-eighth the mass of Earth. It's half the size. That means it's one-eighth of the mass, so it has that much less latent heat to get rid of when it first assembles. So Mars would have had a liquid ocean probably several hundred million years earlier than Earth, where evolu- where life could start thriving. Um, early Mars was far more terrestrial than Earth was at the same time. So basically, um, Mars began to have an oxygen atmosphere very early, it looks like. So once you have, on Earth, things kind of bumbled along with just microbial life until what was called the uh, Precambrian explosion, when suddenly uh, life began to uh, just explode into a number of different ecological niches. One of the things that happened was that suddenly oxygen started appearing in in the Earth's atmosphere a long time for uh, large amounts. The same thing apparently happened on Mars much earlier. Let's discuss this in our next segment about the development and the possible rise of intelligent beings on Mars. So things are changing very slightly as we enter the second year of the PowerCast. Plus, there's going to be a bit of a price increase effective on November 16th, 2015. To learn more, and take advantage of the current price, lock in your savings, check plus.thepowercast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot thepowercast.com. We offer the ad-free version of this show, The Powercast. We also offer an exclusive podcast called After The Powercast, where we do color commentary, special interviews, things that just occur to us. We also are starting to present show transcripts Check plus.thepowercast.com, plus.thepowercast.com. We've got to John Brandenburg, Gene and Goggs Mackay are here. You're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack! of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't take on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 90 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Welcome back. To the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Gene Steinberg, Gogs Mackay, Chris O'Brien, special assignment. We're welcoming Dr. John Brandenburg. He's trying tracing his feeling here that Mars, being a planet of less mass, developed faster than Earth. I don't know yep. enough about planetary science to know any of this. It's also further from the sun, so it basically cooled off quicker. Okay, Earth so... Was in steam room until uh, maybe a billion years ago. So what kind of life do you think developed on Mars? Intelligent life? Life capable of space oh, travel? I, I, think, I believe that when we go to Mars and dig, we will find an entire evolutionary record from microbial animals to all the way through vertebrates up to uh, humanoid intelligence. Okay, so you're taking the theory here that if the conditions are right, humanoids right. are inevitable. The humanoid form is a very efficient form for technological... I mean, look, there, there are many animals that have a humanoid form. The tree sloth, the monkey, even to some extent the bear. I mean, two arms, two legs, can walk upright. But when you start getting a very flat face, so you can use your eyes to do close-in work... You know, you're, you're developing kind of a monkey, primate kind of creature. And there were dinosaurs that were starting to evolve this kind of form before the collapse of the dinosaur age. So the humanoid form is a very practical form. Compare the great white shark and the dolphin, both powerful swimmers. They look the same. 
the only difference between them is the dolphins, the, you know, the tails are horizontal, whereas the shark, the tail fins are vertical. Otherwise, the musculature and everything else is very much the same. Physiologically, they're quite different, but they look the same because form follows function. So, John, we don't think that dolphins, as smart as they might be, are building Apple iPhones. No, they are not. (laughs) Okay, so, all right, so we're, we're assuming here a possible civilization of humanoids. Yes. That existed millions of years ago. Conditions were required to support them were more hostile. Would they migrate to the insides of the planet to keep their civilization going or leave the planet if they could? Well, and I will tell, let me preface, as a scientist, I try and stay as close to the data as possible and adopt interpretations. What you want to do is have what's called economy of hypothesis. You want to postulate as few new things as possible. When I look at the stuff we have found on Mars, including some new pictures that appear to show a city at Cydonia, it all looks like the remnants of a very primitive civilization, Stone Age, Stone Age, early Bronze Age. We're talking ancient Egypt, the Mayans, the Aztecs. We see no evidence of a road system, of airports, of um, advanced harbors, anything like this. It all looks, based on an Earth reference, it looks very primitive. I don't think these people got very far technologically. I do not think they were spacefaring at all. I think they were pretty much like ancient Egypt, building large monuments. Uh, They probably had some metals. But beyond that, um, I don't think they got very far. That's why finding what else we have found is so tragic and pathetic because it looks like someone else came along and nuked them. Okay, so what we're saying here, John, is that any of this nuclear action, anything indicating the presence of an advanced civilization, those weren't the Martians, somebody else. Based on an Earth reference interpretation of what we have found, it could be, now, it could be that they were very advanced and we just don't know what to look for. But when we look at this stuff, it looks like Pompeii. It looks like Machu Pico. It, uh, you know, it looks like um, Chichen, Chichen Itza or Teotihuacan. It doesn't look like anything advanced. And hence, finding the nuclear data is that much more kind of horrifying. Gogs, you had a question? Yeah. Yeah, John, if we could maybe cover um, the reasons as to why you think, um, what, what, what is the scientific, what is the scientific evidence, what is the scientific evidence that you believe is there that indicates some kind of nuclear catastrophe? Uh, the beginning of this was started at Sandia Labs, where the government had a... Um, group of scientists who were monitoring the atmosphere for signs of covert nuclear testing. And they would monitor various isotopes in the atmosphere. One of them they monitored, apparently, is xenon-129, which is a stable isotope, but is produced by nuclear weapons. 
in large amounts. And also, it's also produced by plutonium production, the making of plutonium, which involve, both of which involve fast neutrons. Not neutrons you normally new, run a nuclear reactor with, but fast neutrons. So when the Viking landers landed on Mars, they looked at the sampled the gases of the Martian atmosphere, and they found two and a half times more xenon-129 in the atmosphere than uh, xenon-132. On Earth, those two things are equal. In the solar wind, they're equal. When we parachuted a probe into the uh, Jupiter atmosphere, they were both equal. Mars sticks out like a sore thumb as far as xenon is concerned, xenon-129. The only place in the solar system you find this amount of xenon-129 in, in a planetary atmosphere is on Earth, and that is the part of the, US, of the atmosphere that has changed since 1945, since we began open-air nuclear testing of hydrogen and atomic bombs, and also plutonium. So so there's no alternative explanation for this increased ratio of xenon-129? Um, no one has advanced any other explanation. Um, I have... Uh, uh, here's the other, the other evidence, by the way, is that the Martian meteorites, the, the more recent ones, have been intensely irradiated with neutrons, high-energy neutrons. And... This has made a lot of what's called Krypton-80 inside them. And they can't explain this anywhere else, any way else, but, but they were irradiated on Mars by large amounts of neutrons. Uh, the um, amount of pota radioactive potassium and thorium on the surface of Mars, in the top layer of the surface of Mars, is almost equal to the, to the amount you'd find on Earth, but the Martian meteorites, which are rocks from beneath the surface, blown into space, they have one-tenth the amount of potassium and thorium as Earth rocks. So this indicates that Mars' surface is covered with a thin layer of radioactive potassium and thorium. So if you put all these things together, and the fact that there are two hot spots in potassium and thorium, it looks like there were two massive nuclear explosions on Mars. No, I, I would, John, I would agree with you that, uh, you know, on the face of it, that, that does seem to be pretty compelling evidence. So if, they, if these initial kind of uh, findings from the Viking landers um, was kind of indicating even anything any any such thing, then w would I be right in thinking that JPL has steered clear of doing any further testing with the current landers, Curiosity ETC, because they don't want to confirm such findings? It's high time for one of those famous PowerCast cliffhangers. So we'll have the answer to that question in our next segment. I want to remind you to check plus.thepowercast.com. Sign up for the Powercast Plus before the November 16th price increase. We have Dr. John Brandenburg. We're talking about the mysteries of Mars and possible life that might have existed there long, long ago. With Gene Steinberg and Gogs Mackay, you're in the Powercast. <laughs> 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Don't take a cold or flu lying down. Stand up and fight back with Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver is a natural immune system booster that is highly effective against viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Supernatural Silver is perfect for daily use and can be taken orally or used topically to keep you protected from whatever comes your way. This new technology is hundreds of times more effective than colloidal or ionic silver and is supported by extensive research from over 300 clinical studies at universities and independent research facilities across the country. Supernatural Silver Silver has an exceptionally long storage life and should be an essential part of your emergency preparedness. Don't be caught off guard. Give your body the support it needs to fight off deadly pathogens that are lurking everywhere. Stock up on Supernatural Silver and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code SILVER2015 for 20% off. That's SupernaturalSilver.com. SupernaturalSilver.com. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. It's time to kick some ash because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LaSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LaSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LaSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash.
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. We have Gogs Mackay as our guest co-host with Dr. John Brandenburg. We're trying to sort out here what kind of conditions prevail on Mars, whether there was an intelligent civilization, and whether Mars was nuked. And when you're talking about the evidence of Mars being nuked, how long ago do you think this event might have happened? Well, the explosions were so enormous, they would have blown off the atmosphere of Mars. And indeed, the um, radioactive potassium and thorium maps of Mars gathered by the um, Odyssey spacecraft show a global debris pattern that reaches all the way around the planet where on the far side of the planet the shock waves all would collide at what's called the antipode from the explosions. So this blew the entire atmosphere off of Mars. It made Mars what it is today, basically. All right then, so you're saying that this hastened the thinning of the atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. This would have been absolutely devastating. If Mars was losing its atmosphere before this this would have dramatically increased the loss of atmosphere. And so that means the liquid water era on Mars, the era of water channels and things like that. We know the approximate epoch when that occurred on Mars, and that, that, that roughly ended somewhere between half a billion and a quarter billion years ago. So it looks like that's, that's how we back out a time. Also, the radioactive gamma, you know, the gamma rays come from radioactive isotopes that have extremely long lifespans, like a billion years. But we don't find these patterns in anything shorter than that. So it looks like whatever happened had to have happened a long time ago. Okay, now we're talking about an artificial event. We have Martians who are not capable technologically of doing this sort of thing. So if E.T. came down to nuke Mars, how can we possibly know this? And even then, why would they do it? Why would they basically destroy a civilization, which would be the impact, right? Well, you have to put on your Sherlock Holmes hat. You have to look at all the circumstantial evidence. The two places of radio hot spots of radioactivity there is no crater there whatever went off went off in midair this is an airburst now the bombs that went off at hiroshima and nagasaki on earth were also airbursts and they were not done that way for humanitarian reasons it's because it maximizes the shock wave And not only that, it turned thousands of square miles of the Martian surface in those areas into glass called trinitite. They find evidence in infrared of acid-etched glass consistent with trinitite at both both radioactive hotspots. So it appears that these very large nuclear weapons, they were as large as the Kobar Tower, were dropped from space. No one would construct such a thing on the surface of the planet and lob it just into the air um, a few hundred kilometers. It would be very hard to do. 
but if you built it in space and brought it to Mars and dropped it, that would be easy to do. Okay, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around the core problem here, which is even if this occurred, precisely as you stated in your book and what we've talked about before in the PowerCast, even if that happened, why would E.T. come to Mars to do that? What's their motive? Why why would you think they'd do it? Uh, Here you have to look. There's a principle of SETI called mediocrity, which has been underlying a lot of our research. It says that the human race is not an aberration on the cosmos. It's fairly typical of intelligent life in the universe. If you want to know what intelligent life in the universe looks looks like, turn on the news. Oh, that is frightening. I know it is very frightening. I'm sorry. But... uh, I mean, uh, the uh, in a science fiction novel, two characters I have, both women, write that they 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 expected people from outer space to be much more noble and and uh, better behaved than people on Earth, and they found out just the opposite. And then they both say in unison, "Imagine our disappointment." <laughs> so I'm sorry. Uh, we are not an aberration on the on the universe. We are basi- basically we're it. So this means you have to. This is like Governor Tarkin blowing up Alderaan uh, because uh, Don Tawine is too too remote to give a good example. Somebody made an example of Mars. It looks like. Somebody wanted to make sure that not only was the civilization on Mars destroyed, but the planet would be sterilized forever. So basically, these are a bunch of idiots from outer space, a bunch of warlike idiots from outer space say, okay, we're going to nuke Mars, uh, or whatever they call it. It's like Genghis Khan making a pyramid of heads, you know, when he could have just enslaved the city. And they said, no, no, he chopped off everybody's head and made a pyramid. To, to, to scare everyone else. It's a, um, next time you visit Mongolia at, 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 at Genghis Khan International Airport, think about that. Okay, so E.T., now the other question I have here is if E.T. was busy nuking Mars, any yep. evidence they tried to nuke Earth? Uh, roughly at this time, was the Great Permian Extinction, where almost everything on Earth died. So I urged in the book that we should look for any abnormalities in the isotopic ratios that might indicate a nuclear attack on Earth. Earth would have had no no advanced life on it at the time. There were only cockroaches on Earth. And in fact, cockroaches survived the Great Permian Extinction, and they're notorious for being very resistant to radiation. So we have to look at the uh, researchers have to look at the isotopes in the preserved in the rocks from the Great Permian Extinction. John, I gather from what you're saying that nobody is actually taking that seriously or looking for it. At least very few people. It's too frightening. It's too frightening for people. I mean, now, the other question I have, though, is if this happened, John, if this happened, that Mars was nuked by E.T., maybe they did some shenanigans here as well. Yeah. Okay, this is 
half a billion years ago, whatever. Did they kind of vanish themselves because they were so warlike? They met somebody else who took care of them? Or are they still present? Are they coming here in UFOs ready to nuke us again? I I don't know. Uh, I tend to believe that cosmic karma caught up with uh, whoever did this to Mars. But um, You'd like to think that. What's that? You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? You, I would like to think that. We have Dr. John Brandenburg. We're talking about nuking Mars, and maybe they tried it on Earth. With Gene and Gogs, you're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Just recently, we've witnessed some of the most catastrophic disasters in history. Be sure to prepare yourself with great-tasting, high-quality, GMO-free food that has a 25-year shelf life. Of course, we're talking about the foods from SurvivalFoodAlliance.com. And don't forget, the human body needs up to three quarts of water every day to remain healthy and hydrated. So check out our water bricks at SurvivalFoodAlliance.com. Go to SurvivalFoodAlliance.com or call 877-223-1776. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV I am a 47-year-old female and had a heart attack in 2005. This is Alice from New Jersey. I still get angina, even with four stents. I was taking nitro two or three times a week. The very first day after taking heart and body extract, the chest pain was gone. Now I don't wear a nitro patch. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative 
to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Dr. John Brandenburg is here, and we're talking about the mysteries of Mars, but I want to focus now very quickly because we're kind of retracing a lot of old ground but adding to the possibility that Earth was impacted by these nuking ETs. So we discover the presence of some kind of running water on Mars by the probe that doesn't care about life. And now there's a story, and this may be prejudging what the news will be, but maybe you've heard more than we have. Martian atmosphere that apparently is going to be disclosed a couple of days after the show goes on the air. So would you tell us, please, what do you think they're going to tell us? What do you think they're going to reveal? Oh, they're going to find, they're they're finding that the Martian atmosphere is rapidly being blown or sandblasted away by the solar wind because Mars doesn't have a magnetic field anymore. And that if you extrapolate that rate back, it says that Mars used to have a much denser atmosphere about the time frame we were talking about a quarter, uh, half a billion years ago. So what they're going to say is that Mars could have easily had an ocean and liquid water in fairly recent geologic times. When they announce this, John... They're going to obviously get questions and people will say, okay, so they had an Earth-like atmosphere billions of years ago, whatever it was. Right. Would they have had intelligent life then? That question's got to come up. Well, yes. People are going to have to ask that question. And um, headquarters NASA has a much different attitude about this than Jet Propulsion. NASA is not a monolith. (laughs) <laughs> no pun intended. Apologies to Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, NASA is not a completely homogeneous thing. For one thing, the people who have taken the lead in finding life on Mars in Mars meteorites are from Houston because they want a manned mission to Mars. And the people at Jet Propulsion Lab are some of the leaders of the people who say, oh, no, your evidence isn't convincing. So uh, people in, in NASA headquarters are far more progressive in their thinking about Mars than uh, people at Jet Propulsion Lab are, simply because it's, they, want a, they want a manned mission to Mars and be able to justify that to the American public. And nothing intrigues. The whole reason to go to Mars is to find out 
whether there was intelligent life there in the past. Now, that is the big question at Mars. Okay, now, that's the other question, too, here. If we are going to go to Mars, I'd like to think about how this might come to be. Because the space program died, pretty much, after the astronauts stopped going to the moon. Unless you believe there's a secret space program, do you? Uh, I don't think there's a space secret space program myself. I know that a lot of money seems to have been spent by the Defense Department on something in space, but we don't know what it is. Uh, so I, that's all. Like a lot of money seems to be unaccounted for, which is, means it went into some kind of classified program. Uh, but I, but I can't speculate. I don't have enough information. All I know is that we we quit going to the moon after doing six victory laps. <laughs> we won the race to the moon. We did six victory laps and a goalpost dance and spiked the football. And then, unfortunately, the moon didn't really have any major resources or anything else. And building a base on the moon was viewed as not only expensive, but destabilizing the Cold War. So they decided to just pull back from the moon and build a, build a uh, space station, which we did, the Skylab. And then a space shuttle, and then we built a bigger space station. So in, in one sense, in future... Students will read the history of this whole era as, okay, they went to the moon for geo, geopolitical reasons, but then they continued to expand into space and develop a permanent human presence in space, the space station. And uh, now we're set to go to Mars. And uh, I, I will share a conversation with an old space professional. He said that it would have made much more sense to build a space station and then go to the moon Instead, we did it backwards. So he said, by that, illog- by that illogic, the human race will go to Mars first and then build a moon base. All right, but whenever it happens, it's not something we're doing now. The last uh, estimate no, I heard is maybe 15 or 20 years. We're going to need a motivator, aren't we, Gene? What did you say? Hey, we're going to need a big motivator to go to Mars. It's right, because way. right now they're talking about Mars in 2035. And I will be about right. 400 years old. You'll be maybe 450 at the time. So I don't think you or I are going to necessarily live to see people go to Mars. Or if we do, we're going to be quite old. What's your take? Okay. Uh, I believe we will go to Mars much sooner than 20 years from now. I believe we will go there of necessity because of these things that have been discovered. There is a dead civilization on Mars, and apparently someone nuked them. It's the most poignant and tragic story imaginable. It, it completely transforms our view of the universe from, from being uh, something we could ignore and maybe explore at our leisure to now we must become spacefaring. We must become... Um, we can't be a little fish in a big sea anymore. We have to become a big fish. So that's why I believe we will go to Mars. Okay, but this is the point here about technology. If we're going to go to Mars, if we're going to get there in less than 20 years, don't we have to have a crash program now to get uh, this well, moving? 
here is what is going on. Um, my own belief is the U.S. government has known about this possibility since 1976. In fact, they have a the Mars, the new Mars orbiter. They have the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter is a spy satellite. This is a satellite that's supposed to read license plates on Earth, and it's orbiting Mars. They are investigating Mars um, in as in-depth a way as our technology allows. They are building the space launch system based on the shuttle components. They're using four shuttle engines, big solid boosters, and the central fuel tank of the shuttle. Basically, without much modification, they're putting a capsule on top. Boom, we've got a Saturn V. When I saw that they were actually going back to a design based primarily on the shuttle components without any modification, I said to a colleague, it is frightening to see the U.S. government do something so logical and efficient. We must be in deep trouble. In other words, the U.S. government is in a hurry. We are building the SLS. It's due to launch in its first form in about a year or so. They just started asking for astronauts to train for Mars. Uh, that doesn't sound like somebody who's going to go to Mars in 20 years. That sounds like somebody who's getting ready to go to Mars soon, in five John, years. John, we've got a break coming up in a minute, but I'll just quickly jump in and sound here. Um, th this kind of sounds like you're heading towards uh, an alternative three explanation, like, you know, the powers that be know something bad is imminent and they are, you know, just putting their heads together and getting this done because, as they see it, it has to be done. It's no ifs and buts. Yeah, Is that where you're going? Uh, no. Well, I am, I am saying it is of necessity now that we are going to Mars. Let's talk about more of this in our next segment. John, 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 I got to do the break. Let's talk more about this in our next segment, okay? Just remind you to beat the price increase for Paracast Plus. Check out plus.thepowercast.com and sign up today. It's best I can say. It even rhymes. Dr. John Brandenburg talking Mars and Mars exploration with Gene and Goggs. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. There are hundreds of silver products on the market today, but there's nothing like the astonishing health benefits of the multi-patented One Silver Solution. Boost your immune system at a great price with our Silver Solution Liquid, starting at $12.95 a bottle. Now available in regular and extra strength. That's half the price of the leading competitors. Call 844-U-SILVER for your free catalog or go to onesilversolution.com. Onesilversolution.com. There is only one silver solution. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every day, and the home security industry wants you to believe that's your only option. They've got hordes of salesmen out there trying to scare you into signing one of their long-term contracts. You get stuck writing huge checks month after month with no way out. It's robbery by contract, and it can cost you thousands. But there's a better way to protect your home. Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no contracts, none. You'll get award-winning 24-7 protection, security professionals watching over your home, ready to instantly send police to the rescue for just $14.99 per month. That's less than half what most companies charge. Protect your home the smart way. Visit simplysafedefense.com today for an exclusive 10% offer and get a free keychain remote worth $25. Only when you go to simplysafedefense.com. Simplysafedefense.com. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So Gene Steinberg, Gogs McKay, Chris O'Brien on special assignment. We welcome 
Dr. John Brandenburg moving from nukes on Mars to the imperative to explore it now. Right. To get there as soon as possible. So what is your timetable? How long is it going to take before humans get there? Does this in any way resemble this program that has been mentioned where humans will go to Mars strictly on a one-way trip? I believe we will have uh, human beings on Phobos within 10 years. That ain't bad. Fubo- you said Phobos, and why, why did you say Phobos specifically? Well, because it's like... It's much easier to land on than the surface of Mars. Because less gravity. It's a good inert... In, it's a, it is an initial beachhead in the Mars system. Uh, it's a ready-made orbiting satellite. Yes. Ah, uh-huh. Okay. If you land on Phobos and establish a base camp there, then expeditions to the surface can be done within uh, a year or two. But that will be the first foothold. Do you know if that is a fact? Has there been proposals that do include landing on Phobos? Because I've never heard of this before. Yes, there there are. It's considered the first easy thing to do especially if you want to impress the public that you are having a reaching a major milestone, it's a much safer, easier mission than landing on the surface and returning. But I believe we will have, uh, I believe we will have human beings on Mars within 15 years. Oh, John, what do you think about the, you know, the appallingly, bad record that Russia had in attempts to send probes to Mars. Um, and, oh, you know, well, they, Mars is a more difficult uh, planet. Uh, the, the Russians had far more luck at Venus, and it was partly because their computer technology was so poor. The communication lag at Mars can be much, much longer, almost an hour, compared to at Venus, it never gets to be more than about 20 minutes. So they, the Russians uh, have done a lot of good work, but they, their computer technology was always behind ours. And, um, but, uh, Gobbs, I want to get back to your idea of this alternative three business. That, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I can't speak to alternative three. I haven't studied it much. But the idea that this is now an imperative for the human race, it is no longer optional is what I want to emphasize. The human race is holding a, in, in the ghost town that is the cosmos, uh, the deserted ruin, apparently, that is the cosmos. The, the human race is having a rock concert with Led Zeppelin, and they are, you know, they are holding a combination of Burning Man and a Led Zeppelin concert in the middle of this graveyard that is the, anyone who wants to see us can see us. Our radio waves are going out in every direction. And so it is only a matter of time before someone who does not like, who finds people like us annoying, will come here. And before they come here, though, we must be ready. The best way to be ready is to go to Mars, find out what happened exactly, uh, become spacefaring. Um, and present them with an Imperial Starfleet or uh, the Federation Starfleet from Star Trek, one or the other, it doesn't matter which. And, um, and then, um, as Obi-Wan Kenobi said in the bar scene in Cantina, 
this little one is too much trouble <laughs> to bother with. <laughs> My my personal opinion is that you know we we hear of China, um, maybe even India, talking about going to the moon, and you know Russia and America have talked about going on to Mars and stuff. Right. It, it, I would find it you know a bit like how Ronald Reagan said. I almost wish it, that we could. Um, internationally accept maybe that there is life elsewhere in the world uh, in the universe or that UFOs are real because it seems to me why waste all this parallel effort in trying to do the same thing when we would probably do a, a better job if we actually did it all together and put well, our space, work and energy together. Is a, is a good example of international cooperation People, in fact, were complaining to me bitterly that the, why did we need the Russians to help build the space station? And I said to them, if it wasn't for the Russians, we wouldn't even have, we would have a paper space station, you know, consisting of uh, <laughs> pallets of, of design studies. The Russians actually build things and put them in orbit. Yep. You, know, you know, Americans uh, have what's called um, analysis paralysis. Um, and so... The, the Russians were very instrumental in actually building a space station as opposed to designing one or thinking about having a space station, which is all the Americans uh, could seem to do. And, and then, of course, the Europeans uh, also joined and the Canadians. So the, the space station is, serves as an example of uh, international cooperation in space that worked out actually quite well. I think we, if we just extend that space station consortium to Mars, there should be no trouble. So you don't think that the current issues between Vladimir Putin and Obama or any of the American presidents <laughs> well, I, is I, going to hurt I this? Would, uh, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but I think it has far more to do with the personalities involved than any geopolitical uh, rivalry. I don't think... Uh, I think we have two people who don't get along, <laughs> and and that's that's the root of that. I I have been to Russia myself. I actually speak Russian passably. Uh, Russia and the United States have always been geopolitical partners traditionally, uh, not uh, not rivals. Um, so I think I think it'll be fine. Especially if I'm on a space mission and something goes wrong, I would much rather have a, a, a few cosmonauts on board than, than some other people, simply because the cosmonauts know how to fix things in an emergency, because they've gone through so many. Because they're dealing with a lesser technology. Right. Also, the Russians tend to... Uh, the Russian design philosophy is, um, you know, that... This, uh, the Russian philosophy is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. You know, I, once they find example, something that works well. That's right. The AK-47 is an unfortunate example of that. The gun always shoots. Uh, our our uh, military rifle, the M16, is notorious for jamming if it gets any dirt in it. Imagine going into a war zone and, and finding dirt in your gun. It's, you know, the Russians, though, they know... Uh, Anything the Russians build will operate on Mars. Um, 
No, I totally agree with you, John. I I just think you know uh, in that we should be trying to extend a hand to like imagine we could bring in the manufacturing power that China and India now have. Instead of instead of having parallel programs, I believe all of these people will be invited in a vast consortium to join in this effort. Uh, maybe not in the initial emissions, but certainly in uh, the settlement of Mars. Uh, this will become very international because we ha- we have to be we we will have to be stand unified uh, against a hostile universe. We already know the universe is dangerous. There could be a big asteroid they discover tomorrow that's going to hit the Earth in a year. Uh, I examined that in science fiction to see what that would be like. Um, um, A comet, um, a a gamma ray burster or something, uh, you know, could wipe out the Earth. There are many natural hazards that could wipe out the human race that we know exist in the universe now we have added another one that the most dangerous thing for intelligent life in the universe may be other intelligent life and of course this is quite consistent with the warnings of stephen hawking he knows better than to know that the universe is a much better and kinder and gentler place than this planet there's a lot more to talk about as we try to figure out the best way possibly for humans to explore Mars, particularly with the Americans and the Russians. And remember, of course, that on Star Trek, we have Ensign Chekhov, right? Ensign Chekhov. Of course, I don't really think they developed Ensign Chekhov's character all that well on the original Star Trek. I think he was featured in one episode, by the way, where he meets a former girlfriend of his. We also have Dr. John Brandenburg, who's not an Ensign, so far as I can tell. We've got Gogs Mackay and Gene Steinberg. You're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. As if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough, now they're adding ammonia? It's true. Some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply. It's a disinfectant called chloramine. 
But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter, you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So therefore, I'll have you do it next time, John. Okay, we have Dr. John Brandenburg with us. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Gogs Mackay, Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. And we're trying to assemble the space program here. So ideally, it's the Americans and the Russians and the Chinese yeah, aren't going to be involved or what? You know, the rest of the uh, some Europeans should tag along. And uh, the Chinese space program, though it has you know, made some notable accomplishments, uh, I, I think, like the Chinese economy, is much, much hyped and overblown. Anyway, let's just assume that the space station consortium goes to Mars and uh, explores Mars together, particularly with the Russians along, so no one gets... By the way, I think it's my best opinion that the civilization on Mars was very primitive, but I don't know that. There could be advanced technology buried in the ruins that we don't know about that could change the balance of power on Earth. It would be much more stabilizing internationally if it was an international expedition to Mars. Yeah. John, what about um, possibilities of uh, energy and mineral supplies, that kind of thing, on Mars? Oh, uh, well, there's clearly plenty of thorium and, and uranium on Mars. Uh, there's also plenty of water, and that means heavy hydrogen for fusion energy. I am a proponent, by the way, of fission hybrid energy that enables us to make combined fusion and fission to make a much safer, cleaner form of nuclear power. But the logistics here, we obviously can't just ship stuff back and forth from Mars. We'd have to set up a base there, long-term basis, and then find some way to transport these minerals because our space travel system now is not nearly efficient enough for that. No, we, we need much more advanced space technologies. My, by the way, you asked me a question at the very beginning, how did a plasma physicist get, get, end up on Mars? Well, that was not my original plan. My original plan was to work on the unified field theory in the path of Einstein, trying to uh, utilize, see if we could use strong electromagnetic fields to modify gravity for propulsion and um, various other applications. And I've continued working on that all during this period. So I have many publications on that. It's called the GEM Unification Theory. So I believe there will be breakthroughs in space propulsion that will enable us to get to Mars much quicker now than we, we can now. 
Well, John, what do you uh, do? You uh, presume you'll know about the Canadian John Hutchison, and if so, do you believe in in the so-called Hutchison effect? If something like the Hutchinson effect is out there, right now I've I've consor- uh, consulted quite closely with the uh, Eagle Works people at NASA who are running the shared-like uh, device that where you. Uh, fire microwaves into a kind of cone-shaped chamber, and you achieve thrust from that. In Just by pushing it, really. It's like pushing it, yes. And it's. Um, I have actually published, presented a paper at a conference where I explained that using the unification theory I've worked on. They're basically using electromagnetism to directly modify space-time and so people ask me, well, where's the reaction? You know, Isaac Newton's third law says if you're going to have a push, something has got to be pulled someplace. And I said that's the Earth. The Earth and the um, uh, electromagnetic field in the container are connected by the Earth's gravity field, curved space-time. And that is providing the momentum conservation. Uh, so anyway, there's great, very exciting uh, things that are coming along I think I did see a um, brief video of the Hutchinson's effect, but many things, so many things were going, things were flying around, and um, it wasn't quite clear what the effect was. There were many effects visible. So, uh, but something like that, I believe we will harness, understand and harness and turn into a propulsion technology. Well, bottom line, black projects, do you think maybe somebody somewhere uh, has you know, really stumbled onto anti-gravity because, as you probably well know... There are rumours to that effect. Sorry, the the public sort of face of anti-gravity research just disappeared in the 1950s and that, to me and a lot of other people, just kind of indicates that it was forced from public view probably because it was going somewhere. Oh, God, uh, even um, Einstein complained... He was working very hard on a unified field theory to unify gravity and electromagnetism, and he complained that the government seemed to be discouraging him from pursuing his research in the United States, and he speculated uh, that this that he might be interfering with some kind of classified effort. And so the rumor, here is the rumored secret history, which is quite fascinating, is that, that the... Um, the Germans, using um, Kaluza-Klein theory, apparently, um, which Einstein helped publish, uh, which invokes a hidden fifth dimension, that the Germans made great progress uh, during World War II. The Nazi bell. The Nazi bell, and then that the uh, but that the the they did not have power sources that were light enough to power it. So they all they could end up doing was just having things tethered by power. Obviously, it didn't win the war for them. Uh, we can be sure of that. And uh, so they ended up uh, producing only a, basically an engineering uh, uh, test, ve- you know, test vehicle that needed a big power cord to fly. And then, um, then this was sold, basically, to the United States in return... Well, in fact, they say the SS general in charge of the project rounded up all the scientists and engineers, had them all shot, 
and so that he was the only person. Is that Reinhard Galen or? Camling, uh, Camling, I guess. Uh, anyway, one of those monsters, and he he managed to bargain for a uh, clean escape to Argentina in return for turning over all of the technical details to the United States government. So then, then um, and of course there are rumors that the um, um, human researchers uh, received several important hints from crashed vehicles of various sorts that were acquired by various governments. Um, and then that, to make a long story short, that by 1980, in the Reagan administration, that the United States actually using uh, ultra-advanced jet turbine technology with turbo alternators to generate uh, large amounts of electric power with a very small amount of weight, were able to make flying machines. So basically, what you're, what you're saying is that in World War II, the Nazis didn't have a miniaturized enough electricity no. source, but no, now... They, you know, the best they could do was connect a big generator to a big airplane engine and uh, run it that way, and then the, I'm sure an aerodynamic engineer looked at the whole setup that could not lift itself, lift its own weight, and said, well, if you would just connect the airplane engine to a propeller, we could fly this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but copper windings and um, generators and uh, things are very heavy. So they, but they say that by the 1980s. Well, with superconductivity. Superconductors technology had advanced that the U.S. government managed to make flying machines that flew quite well, uh, very self contained, and they used jet turbine technology to fly within the atmosphere and short distances outside of it. And so that in, in one sense, the, um, there is, has an engineering solution has been found to this. So we basically have that technology. Uh, there were rumors that the U S government would like to declassify that technology and make it available to the commercial, um, aircraft industry. And, uh, that, that, that's sort of like, um, Having quintuplets, though, there's, since there's so many factions involved. We have Dr. John Brandenburg with Gene and Gogs. You're in. The Paracos. <laughs> Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners, 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Attention all men. 
Are you urinating more frequently? Do you wake up to urinate? Are you having a slower, weaker stream? Don't ignore the warning signs of your aging prostate. Get your free bottle of Super Beta Prostate. Super Beta Prostate is guaranteed to support a more complete emptying of your bladder, a fuller, stronger stream, and less waking at night to urinate. Super Beta Prostate is a product that I really like. I endorse it. I use it myself. I was very pleasantly surprised that Super Beta Prostate helped me fairly quickly. Super Beta Prostate is formulated with a natural plant enzyme called beta-cytosterol. It's so powerful, you'd have to take 100 Sol Palmetto pills to get the same sterols as just one Super Beta Prostate tablet. Don't ignore the warning signs of your aging prostate. Call now to get your free bottle of Super Beta Prostate. Call 1-800-853-1203. That's 1-800-853-1203. 800-853-1203. use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops, and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey system. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Dr. John Brandenburg is one of our best presenters of the Paracast ever. I channel my old Scottish ancestors every once in a while. Well, we have Gogs who doesn't have to channel. He just has to open his mouth. My old ancestor, Fergus, head of his clan, brags to me that he's killed many a man over the colors of his kilt. But I think he's exaggerating. I think he's only killed three or four. Okay, well, this joke is going to be kilt in a moment. You you had kind of a long answer and explanation in our last segment. I'd like you to finish that, and then we'll go on. 
it is rumored that the U.S. government has mastered anti-gravity flight. Oh, I heard all sorts of stories about research into that. Expand on that, please. Well, you basically need a um, some kind of rudimentary uh, theory that unifies gravity and electromagnetism. And uh, the U.S. government has sort of theories like that. And it also has apparently <laughs> some some items of technology that actually work, uh, never mind how they got them. But uh, so between reverse, some reverse engineering and uh, some uh, trial and error and uh, some rudimentary theory, uh, they managed to make great progress, so now they have operating systems. That's just what I've heard. Well, if we can do anti-gravity, wouldn't that be almost like free energy to some degree? Uh, no, that's, those two things are quite different. Um, I can elaborate on that. According to uh, the theory that I've, I've worked on, which was developed partly by Andrei Sakharov, if you want to harness energy from the zero-point fluctuation spectrum predicted by quantum mechanics, uh, which, by the way, was Einstein's discovery, um, <laughs> the best example of, of having a free energy generator is to have a miniature black hole and began feeding it uh, things, trash from around your house. <laughs> and as the trash falls in there, it vaporizes and uh, gets hot, and you can generate electricity from that. And um, it's like a little shop of horrors, finally. You have uh, this little thing that you constantly feed, keeps saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. It's paying your electric bills, but eventually it's going to eat your house and ultimately your entire planet. That's there. That is free energy from zero point fluctuation. So we don't want that kind of free energy. Uh, much better to use fusion energy. So, John, but if we have, if the U.S. government has some kind of uh, working anti gravity, then what we're kind of wanting to go to here is um, it should obviously make get, getting into orbit and breaking away from the Earth's gravity to go to Mars, then obviously that's a lot uh, easier to use these kind of methods rather than rocket propulsion. Yeah. And and if we could if we could use all the kind of, you know, the size of these uh, ships, if we could uh, use that for supplies rather than just pure solid rocket fuel, um, you know, just make the whole going to Mars and starting a base there so much easier. Uh, that's that's true, especially for uh, high value cargoes. Uh, like many technologies, um, you know, the, when they invented uh, gas turbine technologies for ships, you know, steam turbine technology for ships did not disappear. Um, gas turbines are used for very high uh, speed warships. But steam turbine technology is used for larger ships. Uh, Parenthetically, I just want to ask this. Some years back, didn't Chrysler try to sell a gas turbine car? Yes. Uh, they, periodically, people have tried to do things like this. Uh, you know, gas turbines are really good for aircraft and even for tanks, where you need a lot of power from a small, lightweight package. But uh, for other applications they're not quite practical at all they they consume a lot of fuel uh, so i'm just saying that uh it's possible that um since we've been building rockets now for uh almost uh, a century 
sheet metal, and it's basically reduced to sheet metal technology. Uh, putting a hundred tons into Mars orbit uh, using a big rocket may be much cheaper than bringing it with even anti gravity technology. The anti gravity technology would be used for to carry people there uh, much more quickly. But if you if you don't care when something arrives, you would probably use a big rocket at least for the near future. So all of these things may factor in to getting us to Mars far more quickly than we anticipate. The Assuming we haven't reverse engineered something from UFOs. Oh, well, uh, like I said, uh, the government is reported that it had some working technology that it acquired. And uh, whenever I would ask how they acquire it, and they would say, don't ask. <laughs> so uh, no questions asked in that department. Obviously, uh, there is the UFO. Uh, um, that would presume um, um, a lot of things. If there were aliens flying around us with anti-gravity technology and then that meant that we had some, that would, just, that would mean that we either had uh, traded with them or uh, shot some of them down or they'd crashed uh, by accident. And... Uh, from the reports I've heard, uh, the a- aliens here are very accident-prone. So um, <laughs> it's all, uh, I wrote a science fiction novel on this uh, because um, it's very, I, as I complained to one fellow in the UFO field, um, Don Ecker, I said, the problem with this field, Don, is there are no facts. As a scientist, I like to have facts, you know, data, real data. And there isn't any. You know, all we have are reports and rumors. And so um, uh, the funniest thing I heard was that the Russian versus the American attitude toward UFOs during the Cold War and how the Russians may have acquired uh, some UFO hardware was the uh, Russians assumed any strange flying object over their country during the Cold War was American. So they would scramble their the Red Air Force to go chase it, and uh, after losing a lot of MIGs, apparently they ultimately downed one, and the Russian troops arrived to open it up and cordon off uh, the area. And they opened up the hatch and looked inside, and were surprised to not see any Americans inside. <laughs> it was the Chinese. <laughs> Something like that. And then... Um, but by the mid-60s, the Russians, being very suspicious, decided that the United States was talking to some of the aliens, so the aliens were probably working for the Americans. So that's, that's why the, uh, the, the, you, the stories you hear is the aliens and the Russians do not get along. <laughs> well, the aliens, therefore, if they were to make a mass landing, would be in front of the White House lawn. But unfortunately, it would not be believed because nobody believes what the president says anymore. It's just going to be spin, and Fox News is going to say it's an evil plot to get Hillary Clinton elected, right? We've got Dr. John Brandenburg joining us this week with Gene and Goggs. You're in... The Paracost. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
It's time to kick some ash because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LaSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LaSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LaSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. My name is Bill Bonner, and I have an important message. Right now, the highest levels of government are struggling against an inevitable crisis, but they're about to lose control. When this happens, it will rip our country apart in ways you never imagined, from where we shop to the family you want to protect. Look, I've made predictions like this before. A few years ago, I warned that the housing prices would collapse. Before that, I warned that dot-com companies would crash, and they did. Those who listened had a chance to save themselves. But this has nothing to do with the stock market. This will affect us all. I've posted a free video at disappearingdollar.com. Maybe you'll disagree with my conclusions, but first, you need to watch this video and see the facts for yourself. You can watch the video for free right now by going to disappearingdollar.com. Again, that's disappearingdollar.com. If you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy. You're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401Ks, IRA Savings, and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. 
This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Dr. John Brandenburg has written a book about nukes on Mars. And before we go on, let me give you the title. It is called Death on Mars, the Discovery of a Planetary Nuclear Massacre. Our guest co-host is Gogs Mackay. A reminder that we are going to increase the price for Paracast Plus subscriptions from 5 to $6 a month. It's still pretty competitive, by the way, because other shows charge 7 up to $9 per month for premium content. We offer the ad-free version of the show. We offer after the Paracast. We now have the beginning of a library of show transcripts and a lot more coming. Plus.theparacast.com. And we also even offer lifetime subscriptions. If you order now before November 16, 2015, you take the benefit of the current rate. It's not going to go up as long as your subscription remains in force. Gogs, do we have any questions from listeners or have we covered them from the questions we've asked? I've just been looking, Gina, and um, a few of them I think we've covered. But I've got a question here from forum member Sublight, uh, who joined the forum in October 2014, so it's just over a year. And his question for John is, Dr. Brandenburg, a lot of people speculate that cosmic events have taken place in the past involving what I would assume to be mechanical devices, such as an ancient spacefaring capability or extraterrestrial, or as you would put it, in a nuclear war from eons ago. Wouldn't the debris or leftover mechanisms from those time periods still exist somewhere? Wouldn't there be pieces orbiting around Mars or fragments or even whole mechanisms that could be detected in outer space? So I think you maybe have already covered that in that you don't think any Mars civilization was that technological. Right, Gobbs, but as I also say, I don't know the level of technology on, on the, the Martian civilization. I am convinced that that civilization exists, but I do not know precisely what its technological level was. The best working hypothesis right now is that it was not advanced. And since we have, we have received no reports of any kind of orbiting mechanisms around Mars, uh, and the pictures of Phobos and Deimos don't look like um, anything artificial, I would assume that that's all fairly a fairly consistent story, but uh, like I say, it is only a working hypothesis that the civilization was primitive, based on it, and that's based on an Earth reference model. So, what do you think about that? This interesting episode that um, I'm sure Don Eckers probably talked to talked uh, about it with you. Um, This photograph uh, from the Martian surface taken from one of the Russian probes. Oh, yes. That had this, you know, huge elliptical, yeah, this huge elliptical shadow um, that was present for, I don't know, an hour or so on the surface that kind of just had to be a real large object. I don't believe it was any kind of camera malfunction. Yeah, I mean, it it was discussed in... um the magazine that all us uh, space uh, people read in this country was called Aviation Week and Space Technology. It was also called Aviation Leak. And uh, right. 
they discussed at length the object being photographed by the Phobos, but then refused to show any pictures of it. Um, so it was it was widely reported in this country that yes, the Phobos had the, the last images from the Phobos probe were of a large cylindrical object approaching it, and. Uh, unfortunately, those pictures were not widely distributed uh, publicly in this country. Of course, the only people who would have been able to see them were the Russians. They chose not to spread them around. The only theory offered during, in aviation, uh, the aviation magazine, was that it was perhaps a fuel, a fuel tank from earlier in the mission that had been ejected and had followed the craft to Mars, which is, I'm being polite in just saying that is an absolutely ludicrous theory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> believe me, I'm what? very charitable. That's, that's, that's a ridiculous idea. That a, a fuel tank could follow a spacecraft to Mars like a lost dog chasing a car. <laughs> Yeah. So, John, what about if we move out further in the solar system into some of the other planets? Um, do you have any kind of particular interest in, you know, the, what's going on with no. some of the... If we believe, once you have found a dead civilization on Mars, you have to start looking at everything with new eyes. Instead of ignoring things that may look like uh, a wrecked space station or a uh, old, you know, old abandoned facilities on Ceres, for instance, instead of like we have those bright spots on Ceres, you know, that yeah. they they can't seem to identify despite having all of the sensors on the Ceres probe. You know, if it was if it's water, why don't they just say it's water vapor? Water vapor is very easy to spot, you know, from its infrared signature. And the fact that they won't give a, what are we to assume, that, the, that the, the bright areas are not part of elements recognized from the periodic table? I mean, they have all sorts of uh, probes, infrared, multispectral imaging. They should be able to figure out what these things are. And so if we find a dead civilization on Mars, which we have found, and which obviously apparently was destroyed by another more technologically advanced spacefaring race, then you, the moment you find anything like the bright spots on Ceres, the first thing you should investigate is to whether it might be a, an abandoned space facility or something, or an abandoned mine from some other spacefaring species from long ago. You have to assume that other species have been in the solar system uh, perhaps mining resources or just having uh, military bases or something and just go looking for them. Now, let me ask you a fast question here before we go on, John. I know Goggs is waiting in the wings for a question. All right. So if we have a spacefaring race setting up a base, say on Mars, there's a base there. ET is there. All right. So when we send our dumb little probes, like the Mars rover lands there looking for rocks, ET is just going to ignore it. Or hide if they have to. Well, uh, you you have to look into science fiction scenarios basically to figure out what does a more advanced race that is perhaps here in a very small, perhaps that is a very small outpost here, 
and this local species, the human race, is getting very rambunctious and sending probes around, and you're basically, it's beginning to really crimp your operational uh, abilities. We are orbiting as the, uh, around the moon uh, the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, which can read license plates on the moon. It's very, very difficult to do anything on the moon if you're an advanced race with a base there that the U.S. government is not observing constantly. And as far as a rover on Mars, um, of course, you've noticed they have observed strange lights in the distance. Um, sooner or later, Murphy's Law would indicate they're going to just photograph something artificial in the distance. Uh, it, of course, it probably will never make it out of the uh, lab at Jet Propulsion, the imaging lab at Jet Propulsion Lab. Yeah, as it could have happened already. It could have happened already. Um, and so I think um, whoever, if there are uh, ETs in the solar system operating right now, uh, they certainly don't want any trouble or contact with us directly. I so. certainly understand that. I understand we have Dr. John Brandenburg explaining why E.T. doesn't want to deal with us. I don't <laughs> blame them. With Gene and Goggs, you're in... The Paracos. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. There are hundreds of silver products on the market today, but there's nothing like the astonishing health benefits of the multi-patented One Silver Solution. Boost your immune system at a great price with our Silver Solution Liquid, starting at $12.95 a bottle, now available in regular and extra strength. That's half the price of the leading competitors. Call 844-USE-SILVER for your free catalog or go to onesilversolution.com, onesilversolution.com. There is only one silver solution. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937.
A lot of people's lives and bodies are out of balance. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops optimize pH level and get rid of harmful waste and acid. Just a few drops in water restores vibrance and energy and gets you back in balance. Now order two bottles and get $10 off your order. Sign up for monthly auto shipping and save 25%. Call 800-518-7615 or visit ALKAVision.com. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Nussbaum with the Anthem Foundation. Premature birth is the leading cause of death of babies and disabilities for children. That's why we support the March of Dimes to help mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment and outreach to help moms during their pregnancy, and give every baby a healthy start in life. Learn how you can help at marchofdimes.org. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Gogs Mackay is our guest co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien on special assignment. Dr. John Brandenburg is here, and we're talking about the mysteries of Mars. So we look at E.T., and we assume that E.T., who may or may not have set up bases on Mars and on the moon, that they are, as far as their morality is concerned, their peace-loving nature is concerned, there's no such thing. They're no better than we are. That's just the way it goes in this universe. They wouldn't do anything. Or would they do something nasty to us? Uh, Most people are not aware of what was in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Do you guys know what was stored there? The 509th? All of the nuclear weapons on Earth. So the U.S. government, when the Roswell incident occurred, was confronted with the fact that someone was here basically scouting our most important strategic weapons and would would have had to have... Uh, made the worst possible, drawn the worst possible conclusions about that. Parts of the universe are probably not very friendly at all. Parts of the universe, on the other hand, may be quite friendly to us. So it's kind of like having the Vulcans and the Klingons. The Vulcans and the Klingons. Here's science fiction is, I think, a better guide than science right now. And so I think we should just be hopeful about the future. Go up to Mars, find out what happened, become spacefaring, 
and uh, launched the USS Enterprise with Captain Kirk and uh, his merry crew. We first have to start with the crew of the original Enterprise, which I think was, what, 100 years earlier? That's right. Well, you notice whenever the, um, in the movies, whenever the uh, Captain Picard got in real trouble, he called on Captain Kirk. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I believe that the future will be very bright for the human race. Everything's going to be fine. So, if we don't well, screw ourselves in the meantime. What's that? So you don't expect us to screw ourselves in the meantime? Well, being human beings, there's always a danger of that, Gene. Well, right. We could just do anything to mess us up. Well, one of the key things for the human race is always giving, uh, and I raised, I've raised uh, three children, one of the things is keeping them focused on something positive. <laughs> All right. Keep them focused on something positive. All right. We have a few minutes left. I just want to just go quickly into a couple of areas here. Now, we know about the thing that's happening with the revelations about the atmosphere, which is what you expect. And we'll see just a day or two after the show is heard by most of our listeners. But where do we go next in Mars exploration? What do you think is going to happen from NASA or any of the government agencies? Well, the government has, you know, announced there was liquid water on Mars. And most people assume that if there's liquid water, there's, there's life, at least microbial life. Now they're going to announce that Mars' atmosphere was much denser in the past. Conditions on Mars were much more Earth-like. They'll be confirming that. This means that Mars was like Earth for a long time. And so... The next phase will be um, a more intense uh, biological investigation of Mars. That's what I believe. I believe the the focus will now shift to finding extant Martian life. All all these revelations have just, over the last, you know, 10, 20 years about Mars, it's almost, I think, uh, you know, in 50 years' time, we may look back and you could almost plot these points on a line that just said this this is them kind of in, introducing what they knew already that it probably had life on it at some point yes. but they're just kind of drips drabs to the public and it's just once you accept that this might be the case that, that it is drips and drabs deliberately then we can almost come to expect these announcements from from NASA on quite a regular timescale, maybe even speeding up to the conclusion. And it kind of feels like that to me. I believe, I agree with you, I believe the pace is accelerating. I believe within five years they will, uh, it will become an accepted fact that there was past life and that there's present microbial life on Mars within five years. But they wouldn't reveal, even if they knew it, that there was a current civilization there, even if it was a base. Um, no, no, that's too threatening. Uh, they, that ties, the, the, my understanding would, you know, my best guess, let's say, would be that the UFO cover-up is going to be the last part of this cover-up to disappear. The Mars cover-up is ending. 
um, but the UFO cover-up will probably continue for a long time. Okay, what are they covering up with regard to UFOs? Oh, um, all I can say is I wrote a science fiction novel called uh, Morningstar Past, The Collapse of the UFO Cover-Up. wrote it under a pen name called Victor Norgard. And in that science fiction novel, the United States government had entered into a secret treaty with one of the UFO groups called the Greys. And uh, imagine that Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that movie, imagine that event had actually occurred. And that the U.S. government then, in return for promised technology, had allowed the aliens to have a base on Earth. And... Uh, and in the novel, this was a historic occurrence, and that it had gone very, very badly. The aliens had displayed uh, very bad faith. Uh, they hadn't given us any of the technologies they promised. And, uh, in fact, they were misbehaving very badly on Earth. So uh, the whole thing collapses. Um, in the book, in the novel... Uh, the real secret of the UFO cover-up is that the uh, there are hostile intelligences out there. That's the real thing they're covering up. They're afraid the public will not be able to handle it. The public will fall into despair and we will be conquered. So you mean we make ourselves vulnerable by the mere act of panic? We will fall into despair and uh, lose our will to fight and the aliens will take over. Let me throw this out because we discussed it before and it's got to be the last comment. Or maybe they are creating a race of hybrids, half human, half alien, and they'll infiltrate society. In the novel, uh, the government discovers that the hybrids are to replace us, that the aliens intend to colonize the Earth with uh, the hybrids. You see, in Man of Steel, what happened is General Zod wanted to terraform Earth, just get rid of the Earthlings. And they take over, not gradually right, infiltrate. Exactly. That's, that's, that's something like the scenario the government discovers. And so in response, someone within the UFO cover-up starts leaking all these go- documents to these two women journalists. And um, they blow the lid off the UFO cover-up. They, they manage to bring it down within six months. Ah, oh, I wonder how that will play in reality. Dr. John Brandenburg, can you tell our listeners where they can check out more of the stuff that you do? Okay. Yeah, the uh, theme of the uh, of the uh, UFO cover-up novel is absolute secrecy creates absolute power. But uh, Death on Mars, not science fiction, real science. We'll check it out. Check out the PowerCast on Twitter. That's what we're known as, the PowerCast. One word, no dots, underscores, or anything. The PowerCast on Twitter. Check for two PowerCast fan clubs on Facebook. Choose whichever one you want. They will not go away. Check out the Paracast Plus at plus.thepowercast.com, P-L-U-S.thepowercast.com. It is our premium service. We give you the ad-free version of this show, which you've asked for. After the Paracast, we're adding show transcripts. Videos are coming. We promise. But the rates are going to go up as of November 16th, 2015. And if you want to lock in your price now, subscribe now. Get the current price as long as your subscription stays in effect. The price will never, ever go up. It's a modest increase, but, you know, got to cover costs. Check out our lifetime subscription, by the way, for the PowerCast Plus. We give free ebooks for long-term subscriptions. 
plus stop the paracast.com plus stop the paracast.com Dr. John Brandenburg, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Gene, great honor to join you and God. Great talking with you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in... The Paracast.